All right, hello guys, and welcome to the the Jack and Jack show, as we've decided <laughs> to call it. Um, there was loads of comments yesterday on Instagram about different names for the podcast. I think we had one of them was "You could never be too jacked," and I like yeah, that man. I, that. I like that. I so that. that 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 might be the name of the podcast next week. We might just change it each week based on what people say. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yes. So so this basically is going to be a weekly podcast between me and Jack, um, talking about our bodybuilding prep, just going through the hard things, the good things, just how we're doing, um, and also talking about certain topics as well. So the topics that we're going to be talking about this week is training to failure seems to be a lot of uh, stigma in the industry around that lately and i'm very confident that jack has got a different opinion on that to what i have so that should be good i Um, I think we have similar i think we have similar opinions on that in some aspects for sure for sure definitely um and also the mindset to contest prep as well but um first let's just start with how is your week going jack um give us a bit of an update on yourself yeah, I mean, so far this week's been pretty, pretty efficient, to be fair. I mean, I am, I've been dieting. I'll give you some, like a bit of an update on where I'm at with prep and how long I've been dieting for. So I worked out yesterday. I'd actually, I've actually been kind of, I, I initially started a mini cut back in November, which was not prep, which it was a pure, like, it was an honest mini cut because yeah. my appetite just went down the absolute drain. Um, as I got leaner, I just kind of got addicted with the process. Um, and I just, after last year, I, I initially wanted to prep last year, but when I lost body fat, my physique just took, I don't know, just a massive hit. Yeah. Um, everything faded and I was just really unhappy with the look. So I sacked it off. I did a little bit of an off season, made some significant progress. So I did a mini car. I liked what I saw underneath and I just pretty much continued. So I've actually been dieting since like November 2017. So yeah, like, your off season wasn't long, was it? Because no. I remember seeing you at Body Power in oh, yeah, sweat, yeah, May sure. 2017, and you were mid yeah. prep then. That no, no, no. I I just quit prep. You just quit, then. didn't you? Yeah. I, I stopped on like the the 13th of May, um, and then Body Power was like the 15th. I remember seeing you, yeah, and I, yeah, I I was I was quite down at that point because obviously AJ was prepping and we were planning on prepping together. Yeah. Um, and it just went down the pan, which was a shame, but it w- is what it is. And you know, you learn, you learn a lot about your body. You learn how to diet. You learn how much muscle mass you actually have yeah. once you take off body fat, which sometimes is quite humbling. Because I went into that year and I was like, wow, I'm going to smash this. I've got so much muscle. I got down to like 166 pounds, and I looked like complete and utter dog shit. Um, <laughs> so bad. I look back at the photos now, and I'm like, what on earth was that? But I don't know. I don't know what happened. I think it was just like I said, a not not like not enough muscle. Yeah, which, which was fine, and it's a learning experience. But back on obviously where I'm at, um, I've been dieting for a long time, at least at least five to six months plus. I am currently eight weeks out this weekend. Well, naturally, that's a lie. I'm actually seven weeks out Sunday. But there's a show the weekend after, which um, is St Albans show. I believe it's the Central BMBF, which is okay. the 28th of July. Weekend. So it. If, if I need another week of fat loss, I'll just do that. But ideally, I want to do the Basingstoke show, which is the 22nd of July, which I told you yesterday. Yeah. Um, that's where my girlfriend lives. So it just makes more sense of me if I can do that show, because then I can, obviously, because she keeps me chilled, really yeah, chilled. So stay there the night before and not worry. Yeah, yeah. And, she can, and she can help me with my tan and shave me if, if needed, because I hate shaving. <laughs> the worst thing I've ever done is shave. <laughs> I hate it, man. It frustrates the hell out of me. But um, yeah, so seven weeks out, um, prep's going okay. I don't feel brilliant at the moment, I'm not going to lie. In fact, I feel pretty goddamn awful every day. I mean, <laughs> I'm just being really honest. I, I really, I told you the other day, didn't I, Jack? I was like, man, I really don't feel good here. Um, in the morning, I'm okay. Like right now, I feel like I've got quite a lot of energy. But after training, I am just shut the hell yeah. down. I just, oh God, it's tough, man. It's tough. It really is tough. So, you got to just expect that in a contest prep. And if you're not feeling like shit, you're not getting lean enough. Fact. Yeah, for so sure. That's, yeah, that's pretty much of an update with where I'm at in prep, how I'm feeling. Training's going great. Still progressing like some, some lifts. Still holding good fullness, although I'm, I'm flat in areas. But overall, pretty pretty happy with how I'm looking, to be fair. Yeah. No, it's, it seems like it's going well. Like yeah. Pictures on Instagram and everything, they're looking fantastic at the minute. And you you really are in a good place right now. So, yeah, um, yeah sure. it's all yeah, yeah. moving really well. Yeah. <clears throat> so just a bit of an update about where I guess I'm at at the minute. 
Um, I'm currently 13 weeks out from my first show. Um, so a little bit more than Jack. Jack is a lot leaner than me at the minute, <laughs> admittedly. Um, so I don't feel like I'm chasing my tail. I will be lean enough in time. Um, it's just I, in terms of, like I guess, a peak week as such, it might just be further fat loss for that week. Um, as long as I'm ready, we might just do, like I guess, like a, a small refeed the day before. It really depends, um, obviously, what the coach says. So Yeah, um, for sure. But, yeah, I've just got my full trust in Tom, um, and we'll get there. So it's always that thing with a prep, like the mindset games start coming in, like, I guess from immediate, immediately really. Um, yeah. Even like when you first start your prep, you always worry that you won't be ready or you're not yeah. lean enough. I know yeah. you you think you're probably not lean enough right now. Yeah. But you're probably leaner than a lot of people that turn up on the day. Agreed. Yeah. There's a lot of people that turn up and they look just like a a sack of satsumas and yeah. they just they're they're glutes, just don't look good. Gonna, their glutes are absolutely <laughs> saggy from behind and they yeah. they go to hit shots and it just doesn't look very pleasing. No. So yeah, agreed, man. But yeah, I mean, like I'm obviously, <clears throat> I'm not doing too bad. I'm not really experiencing, I guess, the the, the mental side of things that you are just yet, um, because obviously yeah. you're a bit deeper than and you're a bit leaner than I am. But I'm starting to, like you said, when it gets to after a training session, um, I guess right now, like thinking about it, I am a bit fucked after my session. So I get <laughs> home after a yeah. leg day and I'm just yeah. like, I just yeah. want to die. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Just, I just want to lie down for about eight hours. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... For sure, man. For sure. <laughs> I completely, completely agree. Completely agree. Just you so... haven't got Jack, mate. Like you haven't got to go and do one-to-one PT. This is true. This Imagine is... you you doing one-to-one PT. Holy shit, man! That tests you, tests you. Because obviously, I take a lot of pride in the quality of my sessions that I deliver. So I, no matter how I feel, I'm still going to make sure that the quality's there. Yeah. Uh, but for you, obviously. You, you haven't got to be kind of yeah, like yeah. And representing yourself. I, I guess that's the difference between last time I prepped versus this time because yeah. when I last prepped, it, I, I wasn't coaching, I wasn't doing anything. I didn't even have subs box either. So it was just literally prep and work. But yeah. my work at the time, I was an electrician. So I was just on wow. my feet all day in yeah. customers' houses, under cupboards, yeah. carry, carrying equipment around them. Yeah, yeah I, I think I felt more like a zombie then i think then i'll feel this this time round because i guess there's more of a chill element to my to my work now um yeah 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 for sure than than what it was before and 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 my training session suffered like there's no doubt about that i think the more you do in the day like if you're a laborer if you're a builder or whatever your training sessions could suffer a lot in prep because your day-to-day work is so demanding yeah so when 100%. it comes to the actual I guess what you're actually doing um, in the gym and in the prep itself, it can it can be very very taxing. Yeah, um, yes. So I'm hoping this time round, like it might be uh, might be a bit easier. <laughs> it should do, Jack. But I've got I've got a question for you actually, which is quite quite a cool question for the listeners. Um, so in in uh, so compared to last time when you prepped, what are your macros like? Um, compared to last time, obviously neat levels were way higher, mm. burning way more calories, and now you're just sitting there in front of your um your laptop all day just working just obviously sitting you're not on my chair you're not burning as anywhere near as many calories so I'm not what burning is any it? calories right now <laughs> yeah exactly um so, <laughs> um, so what, what's the difference in regards to like macros and calories yeah yeah so macros are a lot lower for I sure i thought so yeah for yeah, sure a lot lower um and this is funny because last year when i cut my macros did have, did actually have to get quite low, um, really? okay. and I was still in the job, at, still in my same job at the same time. So it's, I guess, it's weird in that aspect as well. Um, but this time round, obviously dieting, I'm on about two thousand four hundred and fifty calories. So not a lot. That is, low. That is quite um, low, isn't it, Jack? Yeah, it's it's low for me. Like in my off season, I was chomping down about four and a half thousand. Pretty sure, um, That's a big drop. So it is a fair amount. Yeah. Wow. I think it's. For me, I, I have like this sweet spot with calories where I guess I just keep dropping. Like they don't yeah. tend to need to drop any further, but I yeah. just keep dropping. And that's usually around about two, 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 three. And okay. From there, like I noticed it last time I dieted as well. I just kept dropping each week without having to actually change anything like cardio or calorie wise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there is a, there is a quite a big difference because I, I think in my last prep, the lowest my calories ever got to was, I think it was about 2,000... 
2,000 calories in my last okay. prep, and that okay. was for the final weeks. Like that's that a, was, that's a, that's okay. Yeah, so, so for the final weeks, you expect that you you dig in a little bit. You've got to really like dig and get everything off. And I was doing, yeah, what was I doing? I was doing three cardio sessions a week of just a 30 minute incline treadmill walk. I wasn't tracking steps back then. Okay. So there was no step tracker. There was nothing. Yeah, it was just sure. 30 minutes on the incline treadmill and one hit session. So it was very yeah. minimal in terms of the actual cardio I was doing. And I guess that's because my day job at the time was a bit, yes. bit more um, on the expenditure Absolutely. side. Um, so yeah, like there is a huge difference and I have, I have noticed that with like obviously yeah. calories. Um, but I guess you just do different things in regards to foods to make it easier. Um, and like I've trying to position foods around my workouts to make sure that they're being as maximized as possible. Yes. And I think this time I won't lose as much in terms of my intensity in the gym either. One, yeah. I know more, I can push yeah. myself a lot better. Um, yeah. And I think my, my, obviously my job, obviously being an online coach kind of sets me up for a good workout in the day. Like I'm not going into my workout absolutely just zombified. Fried, like, fried in the gutter. Yeah, yeah. I can remember finishing the day at like four o'clock driving to the gym. I, at this time I was an incredible, if it fits your macros dieter as well. I know you were, yeah. So um, pre-workout was eight meringue nests, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, wow eight, so, yeah, like eight meringues so and i and like you'd, i'd eat a whole box and i'd just be like just didn't even touch the sides so um, it would do though would it because where's the volume at man yeah yeah i know it's so, like air yeah it's awful but They're i thought carb- it... i tell you what they'd be good to carb up on actually because they wouldn't give you any bloating or gastric no, no. would they good pumps <laughs> yeah for sure i bet yeah for sure <laughs> but um yeah so i just yeah i just felt awful i guess and i think the job did didn't help but it's going to be interesting i think as we get deeper into the podcast as the weeks go by that 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 uh, view might change a little bit um as i start to feel more and more awful but we'll see and we'll we'll see what happens jack what's um just quickly to cover what's food focus like for you at the moment because i know you like your food Uh, food focus is okay actually man Um, yeah i'm 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 absolutely fine shit yeah mike um so it's difficult because like food focus it changes for me at different times of the day um sure like sometimes i can wake up and i should be like fuck i'm hungry i need to eat the world i need to eat like uh, protein bars like the usually like this is enough to last me all day sorry to last me till about 12 but the other day i woke up and i was like i need something with it because i'm just so hungry and i think that's specifically after certain training days so like after a leg day, I'm usually incredibly hungry. Um, yeah. So food focus, I guess, does change throughout the week, but it's okay at the minute. I'm not like, I'm not chomping at the bit to not chewing your arm off. No, yet. no, no. I'm okay. Um, I'm cool, dealing good. with it, and yeah, I think again, like another ten pounds off. I think that would be a different story. But yeah, hundred percent. You, you just deal with it. Um, it's just one of these things in contest prep. You're gonna be hungry because you're getting lean. And you just got to fucking deal with it. Like there's no, yep. there's, you, you can take Bam. all of the, Stop, yeah. you can take all the sweeteners, you can make all the smoothies and low calorie syrups, and that's fine. Like don't don't take this as a thing of like not doing that. Yeah. But just accept that you're going to be hungry during a contest prep or even 100%. any diet. Yeah, yeah, for it's sure, a controlled man. Controlled starvation. <laughs> I know, right? Do you know what annoys me, Jack? When people when people continuously moan about being hungry mm. um, all the time, like I have some, I have clients even say to me, "Oh, Jack, you look ill today." I'm like, "Thank you for that." <laughs> They're like, um, "I bet you can't wait to smash food." I'm like, "Actually, no. I just really want to get on stage, yeah. and I just I just really want to get as lean as humanly possible, whilst obviously keeping good fullness um, and just present the best package I can on stage." Yeah. For for me, like. I don't really I'm a bit of a weird one to be honest I know I'm a bit I'm not, there's something wrong in my head because I kind of I kind of like it when I feel like like shit in a way I don't know if you can relate to that Jack I can't I know we, yeah, spoke, yeah. we spoke about this the other day actually on um, WhatsApp didn't we I was like yeah. are you looking forward to feeling like shit and you were like, <laughs> you were like yeah looking forward to feeling like shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's um, it's a funny one like that kind of it is, it, I, it? I guess when you reach that feeling it's kind of like um it's like a tick, you know, you're almost there, isn't it? Like, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm nearly contest lean or, or I'm getting there. So this yeah. feeling is part of it. Um, 100%. And it's, it's it's difficult to describe it to the listeners, I guess, if you've not been there. 
Um, yes. It's very difficult. Like I, I can remember my last contest prep because I, my food focus was just incredibly high because mm-hmm. I was following this kind of this if it fits your macros diet on a daily basis. I was trying to fit everything in that I would walk down the supermarkets for 45 minutes wow. just looking at foods, trying to like crazy. put together a concoction of foods to try and fit my macros. And like, yeah, I just, I guess I felt awful at that time just doing that because mm. you just, you zoned out. You're just not, you're not really there, are you? No. <laughs> I, I can imagine that being quite a stressful place to be in as well <clears throat> yeah. from a psychological point of view. Mm. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't like that. I, no. I'd rather just have the same foods every day at the yeah. same times and just take away that, you know, that fact of thinking about on, on my fitness power about trying to, yep. you know, change little ratios around so you can have your favorite pre-workout gummy bears it's just like <laughs> it's just like i just think that's just such a horrible like if you look at the best bodybuilders around they don't do that no. do they really if you look at the best the elites they're not crazy trying to fit all this um these flex bowls with you know um kinder buenos and kind of easter like leftover easter eggs with a little bit of halo top in the middle i just i just i know you had halo top last night actually yeah <laughs> yeah I, I haven't had one yet because i just I, I don't know like i can imagine them being really nice and i'm like holy shit i've got to fit one in every night now otherwise yeah, i can't yeah. sleep but I, it just seems a very stressful situation for some people but i think they make it way harder than it needs to actually be yeah and um, when it comes to contest prep people just need to if they're going to contest prep except you're going to be hum- hungry somewhat you're going to feel fatigued feel fatigued you're going to have low libido and sex drive that's just a fact you're you're gonna um you're gonna feel goddamn awful some days, but you've got to dig in. You just got to dig in and revel in those times because I guarantee you, next year, mate, when me and you are done with this, we'll both say to each other, "Oh God, we missed dieting, hundred percent." Yeah. Obviously, we'll probably we'll in, we'll we'll be enjoying the off season for sure because I will. I'll enjoy getting really strong and pushing my body weight up, yeah. but we'll enjoy, we'll miss the fact of being lean and we'll miss that kind of like end goal, that hyper focused goal of being lean. If that makes yeah. sense. Mm. Um, I, I see that a lot. Like I know, obviously, my best, uh, my best mate AJ's. Like I know he's really missing dieting. Yeah, I know he's really struggling with it. But I know he's going to probably plan on prepping soon because he, he's obsessed with this stage. Like people are, because he obviously he's a great bodybuilder. But he he misses it, and will miss it. So I I just try to I try to really make sure I just don't moan at all about this because, and also what annoys me, Jack, is while I'm on the subject, is when people will say contest prep is suffering. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's a fucking deficit. Grab your balls and crack on. Because <laughs> suffering is when people get diagnosed with extremely bad illnesses, right? Yes, yes. When people get hit by cars and they can't walk anymore. When, 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 you know, when people have lose, leg, like, lose the use of their legs, that is suffering. What we have to do is just adhere to the calorie deficit and train yeah. and be consistent. It's not suffering because if we yeah. want to stop... All I can do now is go down and make a big flex bowl, and I'm good to go. Prep so. <laughs> I'll bring the Kinder Buenos, mate. Kinder Buenos, haven't had them for years. Wow. Nah. But like what you said there is so true because at the end of the day, people who do a contest prep, we choose to do it. No 100%. one says to you that you need to go and do a contest prep. No one says you need to get to below 10% body fat. It's yeah. a choice that we make at yeah. the end of the day, and that's something that. I have actually taken away since my last prep is I moaned to everybody like I was just moaning to everybody about how hungry I was how much I hated it I just didn't want to do this I hated dieting but the reality is when you look back that choice was mine and this year I haven't moaned to anybody like and and it's not gonna happen like because it's it's, it's my choice we choose to do this we choose to get lean it's what we do as bodybuilders. We want to get stage lean at the end of the day. It's basically the end goal for every bodybuilder, obviously after off season and everything. So yeah. it's, it's part and parcel of, the, of this sport. And if if you don't want to do it, don't do it. Like don't Absolutely. put yourself through a contest prep if it's not something you want to do. Yep, agreed. 100% agree, mate. 1 million percent. So yeah. true. But yeah, yeah. it's it's obviously that, that mindset change. I think the mindset changes with each prep. Um, obviously yeah, this is your first prep. Um, it is I guess, my first in a way. prep. Yeah, yeah, it is, and I and I, I really am actually surprised at how well I'm able to prep and cope with it. You're doing sense. very well, very well. Yeah, for the first, mate. I, this is the first. It's the first time I've ever done this stuff. Um, I'm doing. I'm in complete control of this myself. I have no coach. 
um, I'm coaching myself. So obviously coaching yourself, it has kind of a two, two elements for me. So it removes, I like to be in complete control of my, of the changes that I make in the macros, in the macro changes in the cardio, et cetera. Yeah. The, the idea of someone telling me, no, Jack, this week you need to drop 10 grams of carbs and do an extra two, two to 3,000 sets. I just can't deal with that. I would question it all the time. Every change I'd question because I know my body extremely well. Um, and the idea of someone making a change just makes me stressed as hell. So, but then again, obviously having some guidance is always nice because when you're, when you're dieting, you don't see what others see. Yeah. See, I look in the mirror and I think, wow, I'm, I'm really far behind. But then in reality, I'm really not because my glutes are pretty much in from the side. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not far behind. I'm on track. But I, I get the, I get it. I would say most people for their first preps, I would say grab a good coach and, you know, learn from them. But for me, Jack, I just really prefer to just be in complete control. I, yeah. I don't know about you. I mean, obviously, you've got Tom Mack, who's a superb coach. Um, how how do you find being coached by, not Tom as in general, but yeah, just having yeah. a coach? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess it's in a way for why clients come to us as coaches. They yeah. Look for, they look for the accountability. Um, they want the stress taken away of regards to their training programs they don't want to have to search endlessly to look for their new changes whether they've got to take refeeds diet breaks and i guess for me the reason why i get coached um especially through contest preps is to to make sure my head doesn't go to mush um because cool. i know from look I, I did my first ever prep for myself for my first show like i did that I myself did, yeah. Yeah, and i, I guess the accountability aspect kind of just went out the window when I had a refeed, it was basically just a kind of a bit of a free-for-all more than anything else. Um, yeah. My cardio was very inconsistent. I would go and do like hit sprints for 20 minutes and then the next week I'd be doing an hour-long run. So there was there was just no consistency um, to what I was yeah, doing. Sure, man. And obviously like what, I learned, what I've learned over the years, obviously now I could probably coach myself, but I still want someone there to just say, you need to do this. Sure. And then that's me done. Like I don't have to worry about my own programming. I don't have to worry about my nutrition changes. Um, that's obviously for for Tom to make. So it just makes, I guess, my life easier. So I can focus on other areas. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I I would just worry. I think if I was doing it myself, um, like I think like if I wouldn't see a drop fast enough on the scale, or I wasn't coming in quick enough, I'd end up dropping food. Make a rash um, change. And yeah, it's. I'd end up making changes to myself where I guess probably isn't ideal. Um, so yeah. that's that's one of the main reasons for why for why I do get coached. Um, yeah, for sure, I agree and, with that, mate. And obviously, you were you were coached by AJ last year as well, weren't you? I was. So, I was. Yeah. I um, was. Would Would you say that was similar to what I just said? Then the reason for why you got coached? Yeah, hundred percent. Because yeah. you go you go to someone with experience and um, someone who knows exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Like obviously Tom does, and obviously AJ does. Um, so yeah, completely agree with that. I completely agree with what you've just said, um, it, and it, it takes away like the guessing factor for yourself, and it just eliminates any stress in your head, which I completely appreciate and get. Yeah. Um, but obviously, but like when you did your first prep, you obviously did a pretty good job with, with your first prep. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, I, I got pretty yeah. lean for my first show. I, I mean, I mean, yeah. the glutes weren't in. Um, yeah, for sure. But I had striated quads. I had striated quads, and I know you did. Yeah. Everything was popping, but then going to Tom then got me leaner for my second show so yeah um obviously like from my first to my second show there was another like 20 week gap so during that time that that's why this year I haven't done an early qualifier because I just cannot be fucked with that gap (laughs) don't blame blame you mate that just sounds like hell yeah it was shit it was like 40 odd weeks of dieting so that sucked ass um, yeah, I bet, man. <laughs> but um yeah that was obviously like why going to Tom I think was the best idea at the time because myself i wouldn't really have known what to do um from that sort of that first show to the second show like we reversed up we got food back up higher we got leaner and then we started sort of dieting again from like 10 weeks out because i was already stage lean just to really like just chip away at what we had left really yeah Um, for sure and yeah it just i guess i think i would have been more stressed if i tried to do it myself um and i think that's the one of the big reasons just to, to reduce stress which you know and i know in any dieting phase, not just a contest prep, lowering your stress levels and being as stress-free as possible is going to give you the best platform for fat loss. 
absolute key, man. If you're, if you're stressed, you're not going to get lean. Fact. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I see it all the time with um, like clients as well when they've had yeah. bad weeks and the weight yeah. loss hasn't dropped. Um, and then the next week, I tell them to de-stress, do something different, and then the weight just comes back down. So it's yeah, just... yeah, yeah, yeah. Cortisol comes down, you just, and you just drop, man. Your scale yeah. weight will respond as long yeah. as long as you're not getting. So worked up over obviously scale weight fluctuations because that yeah. can be a big thing. Yeah, for sure. People, yeah. and especially obviously when you're coaching yourself, you get on there and you. I I mean there had like there is occasions where I'm I'm like wow okay is that really what should be happening here? But I just I've learned now to just take the process for what it is and accept it for what it is and just and and just accept like I even so I spoke to um I spoke to my girlfriend about it the other day. I was like if I'm gonna continuously train hard. I'm gonna do my steps. I'm gonna do my cardio. I'm gonna hit my macros and um, be consistent and be stress-free as possible. I will get shredded. Yes. I, I just will. There's just no there's no ifs or buts about it. Obviously, changes may need to be made in regards to nutrition. But if I respond accordingly to my physique, my scale weight, my training performance, I will get shredded, and that's just a fact. Yeah. You know, you may have you may have to take food low. So so what? It's not gonna kill you, and you'll be done. I'll be done in like what 16 17 weeks max yeah and then I'll and, and then I'll be done I can work food up like food's not going anywhere so just just like accept the fact that as long as you're doing your job and you're ticking the boxes you will get in shape you just will um which a lot of people they think oh god I might not ever get lean but you will though as long as you're just not worrying about it and you're just getting the jobs done daily like the daily jobs that we know like what we say to our clients yeah. you know Tick this, 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 and this. You'll you'll respond, and you'll and you'll get in shape. Fact. So like, yeah. it's impossible. It's impossible not to. It's pretty much, isn't it? Unless you have something, some really big issue with obviously health potentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's impossible not to get in shape if you're ticking the boxes every day. So yeah. my, well, that's what I think on it. I, I I assume you probably agree. Yeah, yeah, exactly the same, mate. I think this this the scale weight side of things, um, relating to I guess the mindset as well. If you're worried about what your weighing is going to be every day then you just get you're always going to set yourself up every day to to be disappointed yeah um, for sure because you step on that scale every morning expecting a drop you, you're not going to get one yeah <laughs> because yeah. you're just worried and and the reality is you're just then going to worry more if your drop hasn't came like yeah I, I, i'm not going to say that i don't worry about when i just when i step on the scales because that's for sure be wrong like uh, i'm not going to say that i'm an absolute robot when it comes to my scale weight if sometimes if, if it hasn't dropped i'm pissed but I'm the same but you just move on you get on with your day you do what you do hit your macros hit your cardio hit your steps and you just do everything you possibly can to work towards that long-term goal and yeah and i spoke about this on my story the other day as long as you're being accountable and if you if you really are hitting your steps if you really are hitting your macros then you should be fine it's only yeah. when you're lying to yourself when it starts to when when the scale weight might be a true factor. Yeah. So if you're not really hitting your steps and you're driving round all day, and that <laughs> is uh, that's part of your your daily steps, then that's not steps. That's not happen. steps, is it? So no. yeah. No. <laughs> any guys, any guys out there as well who's watching this, who's doing a contest prep, <clears throat> pro tip: when you get up, look at yourself in the mirror don't do this actually at, at the initial stages of a diet because you're not going to see any you're not going to see anything really when you get leaner look at yourself in the mirror analyze your physique pose record yourself posing look at the posing video analyze your physique off that then get on the scale because what i found as well in the past is if i get straight on the scale i'm gonna critique my physique based on what i weigh rather than what i actually look like in the mirror which is what bodybuilding shows are judged on not Oh wait a minute, Jack. What was your scale weight on the day? I'll be like, oh, I was one forty-eight pounds. Oh, perfect. You're gonna win the show then. <laughs> but so honestly, guys, if you're prepping, just pose. It's, it can be a bit of a ball ache in the morning to pose every day, Jack. I'm sure you'll be doing it at some point. But um, pose, analyze, assess, react, respond, then weigh in. Gives you a bit more data, a bit more feedback, and it doesn't just give you this sole oh shit, how am I going to yeah, yeah. weigh? How much am I going to weigh? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, 100%. Sweet. So you look at your physique before you even worry about what your actual weigh-in is. So, no, nah, that's that's brilliant yeah. piece of advice, mate. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But like I woke up this morning and I've, I noticed that the quads, the vastus lateralis were, was almost striated now. And I was like, wow, this is cool. Never <laughs> seen this, never seen this before. 
got on the scale and I had a new low of one four one what was it one fifty eight point eight which is Fuck. a new low, a new low weight in for me and light, man. Like, I knew that was I know man it is light but I'm, but pound for pound I'm pretty strong right yeah you're incredibly strong yeah pound pound for pound is quite cool actually yeah um, which I like which is, it sets me up really nicely for when I come out of dieting yeah I'm gonna get so I'm, I'm gonna get so big guys. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I thought we'd go to a question that is about the mindset of contest prep that I've actually got on Instagram. Um, Lucy Cook Fit asks, do you think it's a coach's responsibility to help with a person's mindset and wealth, mindset and mental well-being during a contest prep? I'll let you answer this, mate. Yeah, um, I think it. I think yes. I think a coach should be very, 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 very helpful in a sense. But what you've got to remember, Lucy, is that a coach isn't going to do the work for you. A coach is there to give you, obviously, their eye, their opinion, and give you feedback in regards to how you're progressing week to week. Um, so, yeah, I, I do think a coach should be helpful. I think I think a coach should lay off, like we spoke about as well, about obviously you're being coached. A coach is there to take stress off you, yeah. um, which helps a lot with individuals for sure. So, yeah, I, I do think a coach should be very understanding and very yeah. supportive. I mean, if they're not, I mean, immediately find a new coach. Yeah my opinion on that yeah i i agree mate i agree for sure i mean like even with i've got clients that are just dieting at the minute um and same yeah in the checking questions that i ask every week when it comes to it i ask a series of questions and you can sort of tell when you when you start to see i guess mindset changes in what they're saying um like when the hunger starts to get really low um like libido starts to come into play and everything and you've really got to you've got to as a coach realize that this happens and try and like help them through it um and just as an example one one guy i'm coaching at the minute he's not dieting for a contest prep but you obviously getting lean libido and stuff is dropping a little bit mm. so as a coach we need to then come in and set, like realize is it worth pushing this person further and further and further when they're not dieting for a contest prep in a way like, yeah. do you really need to get stage lean if you're not stepping on stage or going to a photo shoot? Absolutely fucking not. And, and that was for me like a turning point just like to say, obviously, I've got to make sure that the clients that they're staying comfortable and they're not yeah. pushing themselves to the limit where they don't need to go in a way. So obviously agree, everyone's man. different. Everyone can handle their own, like, I guess... <laughs> The, their mental side and the diet in things but as a coach we do need to look out for that and we do need yes. to make sure we're asking questions and helping them alongside yeah, it as well because sure. yeah. i've got a female client at the moment who i work really closely with i've known for a long time she came to me off the back of a extremely ridiculously low calorie diet and um, very 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 low like we're looking at about 900 calories for the day wow. um, which obviously like Guys, there are some females, yeah, 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 really, really, really short, potentially females, really slim, slight females that are going to have to die on that. That yeah. is a fact. So I'm not saying that don't take females' calories low. You're going to have to if you want to get them shredded. Fact. But if they're not get, wanting to get shredded, like I've got a female who started ridiculously low. Um, she wasn't. The goal was not getting shredded. The goal was just looking better in the mirror. And I've um, and libido and. Um, periods etc menstrual cycles were, were absolutely fucked up fucked up um so of, as a coach you have to react and respond to that accordingly and if you you just have to like the, like the changes that you make to their nutritional intake has to be pretty prompt and has to be done well and has to be done consistently as well because that's, that's not healthy guys um especially if you're not competing yeah i mean absolutely no way um, immediately, what I do for clients like that, I, I go and get their bloods done. Um, I said I, I asked my um, client to go and get her bloods done, and, we, um, and they came back a little, came back a little bit out of whack, which I wasn't that happy with. Um, so we just increased food, increased food, increased food, namely dietary fat. Um, six months later, we're good. Yeah. So um, I think a coach should always be supportive. Just sort of yeah. round up the question for sure. Yeah. It's more than just a macro change, isn't it? For sure more than just a macro change absolutely man absolutely yeah cool um yeah. so i think we should move on to the next topic before we die the uh, the mindset 
uh in a in a contest prep to death i guess there's i could probably talk about that for i know yeah hours. i was i was like we've been chatting for like it says 40 minutes and it doesn't even feel like it yeah but right. i think we we've, we've basically covered the mindset there anyway because we've talked yeah, a lot about, about food focus coaching yeah, and everything so I, that's yeah, that's pretty good i really think people will like that though people love hearing individuals talk about training dieting and how they feel yeah I, everyone's I, different I aren't they i guess so. Yeah, absolutely. I find it interesting. Like, I I watch a podcast for an hour and listen. I I love listening. Like I love JP. He talks for like an hour. I love yeah. just listening to him talk. I find it motivating. Mm. Not that people will find me motivating, but I I like listening to that. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, I find you motivated, mate. So ah, that's one person. <laughs> Thanks, mate. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> all right. So the next topic that we're gonna go and touch on is the the training to failure. Um. This has been big the last few months in the industry. Um, everyone has got their own opinion on it for sure. Um, we've got obviously like the hardcore camp that every set must go to failure. You must kill yourself in the gym, and then you've got, <laughs> I guess the 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 science reps guys and reserve is... warriors. Say again, reps and reserve warriors. Yeah, the, the reps <laughs> and reserve, um, the scientific side of things. Um, on the other side, which obviously do agree with somewhat with training to failure but more or less keeping reps in reserve mainly for staying injury free so you're not putting yourself at risk for an injury um keeping session volume higher um and just i guess just training in a way which is more more scientifically backed than than actually training to failure because there there hasn't been as many studies done on training no. to failure um it's yeah for there, sure. there's not it's not been explored as much as i guess reps and reserve have so what, what what's your take on it mate i want to know obviously what's your sort of take on training to failure um do you use it i guess for clients um how do you program it let's just sort of talk about your your thoughts on it yeah so training to fail is obviously something that's been spoken about a lot like you just mentioned um, I don't. I'm an. I'm a, a believer that absolutely do not take every set to fail. That's stupid. Yeah. I spoke about that on my story yesterday. Um, that's just dumb. And what you're going to do is you're going to potentially hurt yourself. Yeah. But it, you're going to have to deload way quicker than you need to, and you're going to yeah. take away weeks or good weeks of training. You're going to accumulate so much fatigue, and it's just going to be. It's just not going to be advantageous, is it, for me? No. Performance. You know, a performance point of view, and just a, how you feel. But I am at like well, how I like to structure things is, for example, if I'm like today I'm deadlifting, so I like to I like to bring about some intensity with one top set. Um, so today it would be last week I did one six five for six. Yep. So today I'm gonna look I'm, I I will hundred percent get um, with good form one seventy for six for sure because I just feel good and I, and I know I'm gonna get it today. But what you've got to remember, guys, is you can't do that every set because yeah. you'll run yourself into the ground. So things like deadlifts, if you have one top set, cool, fine, take it there. Accumulate volume with your back with your back off sets, which is fine. And, and the thing is, guys, is people think I'm so against kind of like RPE scales, etc. I'm not, and I understand it all perfectly well. Um, I, I think it's I think it's a great way to manage, obviously, fatigue, fatigue management. Yeah. Um, but what I do think is people use it a bit too much yeah. and. They they just get a bit scared of because at the end of the day, Jack, mate, like when we train, we get a session at some point, people don't want to take those sets to grueling fail. But there's a time and a place to do so. So I wouldn't take a back squat to absolute no. muscular fail because it's just you, you, you're just an idiot if you're doing that. You're going to get injured. Yeah. But for example, you could accumulate volume. So you could go and do a four by six. Um, you know, leave, I would say, leave sort of two reps in reserve. So RPE eight for yeah. sure get out of the set, feel good, rest, go again, accumulate volume, um, come back the next week. If you do 160 for 6666, maybe try 162.5 for 6666. Yeah. Obviously, progress is never going to be as linear as no, that. No, yeah, sure. But you, what you can do as well, you can get like the 0.25 kilo plates, um, which I actually have some of them in my drawer. So you could potentially make even smaller increases. increases sorry. But as, as long as you're... I'm not really a big ad set kind of guy, Jack. I'm not really like... We're going to add sets this week to yeah. over, progressively overload. If I want to progressively overload, I'll, I'll, I'll look to add some form of load or yeah. rep. Or, um, but I don't, I don't think I'm going to add another set this week. Um, but that's how I would approach sort of a back squat, like a big compound, like a bench press. Like I did bench press the other day. There's no way on earth I'm taking every set to fail. No, That's just stupid. But what I will do, though, is when I've done my back squats, I'll potentially go onto a hack. 
And I will take that to fail. Why? Because I'm safe in a hack squat. Yeah. If I fail at the bottom, I'm fine. Um, my back supported. I can really, you know, use my lower body. Um, and I'm, like I said, I'm safe. But the thing is, is people don't want to do those sets because why? Because they're really hard. They're really hard sets to do. Like I, I love those sets because I love I love it when it's really difficult. Mm. But I find though, mate, is and also it's another thing that frustrates me in the not the industry, but just with um, how people approach sets is I, I don't know. Like I find that they it's just a cop out for them, and I, and I, I find that you know we'll do four to five weeks of training. So the six week or six week will be an overreaching week. I'm going to train hard for one week, then deload. Yeah. Explain to me what? What? Why would you? I don't I don't understand like what is that about <laughs> well why would you not why would you not just train hard for six weeks obviously be very 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 meticulous with how you're managing obviously fatigue for sure don't say don't be an idiot and take every set to fail because that's not what I do and that's not what I've ever said that people do but just train hard progress your logbook take your calories up if needed and you know your your, your physique will grow and the yeah. thing about this as well is that when people don't do that these people who are preaching so much science you look at their physique and you're like wait a minute where's your physique so you're you're doing all these you know all these kind of sets that are nowhere near anything regards to intensity you haven't you haven't got any quads so i just don't understand that yeah You you look at the best bodybuilders in the world i'm not saying obviously this is anecdotal stuff here but i understand the science behind it all as well that like you said there's not actually that much behind Obviously, training to fail was there in regards to studies. No. But um, you look at the best bodybuilders, the best bodybuilders, like, look at your quads. Look at your quads and look how strong you are in your squats. And, you know, look at your deadlifts. Yeah. Look at your glutes, man. You're going to get them striated head to toe this year. But <laughs> look at the size of your glutes. You're deadlifting over 200 kilos for reps, right? Ridiculous. So that's... And look at your back development now from doing that. Yeah. So I just think people not to waff on uh, talk on too long about this but i think people it's a little bit of a cop-out because it's hard yeah it's, my, it's just my approach in my opinion what about you jack what do you think mate yeah it's I, I i'm very much in agreement with yourself with pretty much everything that you said um yeah. my my way that i would look at training to failure and ways i i do program it for clients um specifically for movements where i guess injury isn't going to occur so like for things like lateral raises for example yeah there's nothing wrong with taking that very close or to failure because the reality is you're going to be recovered in one to two days anyway i don't ever like get sore in my lateral head of my shoulder because they recover so quickly because it's not a huge muscle at the end of the day yeah um but like you said with things like lower workouts and actual leg movements if you're taking a squat to failure you you're you're just gonna (laughs) you're not gonna be able to continue that for very many sets like and and the method you that you said about the top set and the down sets i do use that periodically with a lot of clients um yeah Commonly, we'll follow more of a linear approach of so many sets of six and then we'll work the volume up from there but once progression on that movement comes to a halt we need to find other ways to increase volume and this is something i do with a lot of people when they're dieting as well because strength loss does occur with some people um some people aren't as i guess in tuned with their sleep their nutrition their rest days so when it comes to recovery in an actual session quality it's not as good as what i guess like someone who is being optimal with everything is so i think that's something that we need to look at as well is yes obviously me and you we could probably take more sets to failure because our recovery is always going to be on point in a way um but like like yeah. i said with the diet side of things if someone has stopped progressing on a movement we need to look at why um and yeah. then we need to look at ways to get around it and like you said i think what i tend to usually do is program a top set in so yeah. their main focus every week is going in and smashing one set on let's say a flat dumbbell press the one week before they got 32 kilos for a set of eight the next week they're going in to get 35 and Absolutely. then their downsets will be to cure the volume that we're looking Absolutely. for. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So Agreed. we're still we're still bringing up volume each week, but the intensity is still there in a way as well. 
Yeah. Um, I think when people use training to failure wrong is when they're doing it on every single set. So yeah. sets one to four is a failure set. They start on 32 for a set of six to eight, and then they've got to drop to 25 after the second set because they're just so fucked they can't even get four reps. Yeah. So that's when people use failure wrong. Yeah, they're, and they're, and, that, and that is incorrect. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there there is ways when you've got to use it, um, and certain exercises you've got to program it on. Um, in the last week of a training block as well, where sets have usually been worked up, I'll program AMRAPs as well. So if someone yeah, so, isn't doing sure. top set or down sets, I'll just program I like them AMRAPs. That. Yeah, I like that, that. That's another way, um, and especially as a coach to see how the client performs as well, because yeah. we need to see the intensity. Being able to see an AMRAP is a great way for us to like see how someone is moving their the weight they're lifting to the correct intensities absolutely man so yeah i mean i'm very much in agreement with with yourself on everything and i think failure you just need to use it correctly on the right movements like for yeah. leg days yes you can use it on i guess a deadlift but yeah. use it for one set not for every yeah, set. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh you'd be, you'd be an idiot to do on that, an extent you? on a leg extension you yeah. could probably take to failure on most sets um yeah as long as your rest times in between those sets are okay you could probably yeah. take it because they're, they're they're probably enough to recover in time that's not gonna yeah. absolutely ruin your central nervous system like a squat to failure would so mm, wow and yeah. and and that's obviously why we do down sets is to still build up that volume but the reality is we know that we can't repeat like you say 170 kilos for six on a deadlift for, for the remaining sets I wouldn't not, be able to do that. It's no. just not possible. So no. Yeah. There's the thing about me as well is when I train, I get very, very, very psychologically kind of amped up for my sets. Yeah, yeah. Um, which because and I know you understand this as well, which people don't understand. Mm. Um, and unfortunately, at the moment, I'm training in a gym environment where it's pretty, it's pretty awful in regards to like uh, support around you. No yeah. one really understands how much it, how much training obviously means to individuals. Um, so having that kind of one set, like you just said, to really get kind of psyched up, think about stuff, think about what you want to achieve, where you want to go with this, um, it, you know, you, you put you channel it in, but you couldn't do that for every set because it's so neurologically taxing. Yeah. Your CNS would be absolutely fucked if you did that every set. Yeah. And it just wouldn't be advantageous to continue progressing. Yeah post weeks would it yeah and you wouldn't be able to to accrue a volume at all like over no a training mesocycle if, if every time you went in and you did failure the reality is you just wouldn't be able to build up your volume over like a training block you might be able to build it up a tiny bit but you could be you could be missing out on a lot of gains where you obviously leave a couple reps in the tank to allow for the second set to take place at the same weight to allow for the third place to allow for the third set to take place at the same weight so by leaving a little bit left yeah i agree man allows much more volume over the long run um so yeah i guess you, you've just gotta you've got to add up the two um don't just take training to failure as that's it in every set look at it in a smart way um not just a way where you're just beating yourself up needlessly <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of i completely here. agree man I completely agree, Jack, mate. Yeah, I really do agree with you. And and it's nice for me to talk about this as well because people genuinely do think that I take every set to fail. And and again, as I've just explained with my, my ideas behind it, I really don't. I really don't. But what I show, guys, is on Instagram, I show the highlights of my session, which is going to be that hard set. I'm not going to... If I record myself going balls to the wall in a hack squat, I'm not going to record a down... I'm not going to put a down set up, am I? <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, you put up your heaviest, hardest sets. You're not going to do 215 for six, and then you're going to show 180 for eight. Like, why yeah. would you do that? So you just remember, guys, that when you're watching these, you know, individuals on Instagram, remember that it's a highlight reel, yes. and it's not every set is like that. I think that's a quite a cool... Thing people to think about as well mm. to take that away yeah no for sure no, that's a brilliant thing so i think even like i guess watching um more of the pro bodybuilders and stuff no one's going to put a shitty set on instagram <laughs> i wouldn't want to do that it's yeah. boring no one wants to yeah. watch that do they ah no no one's interested in that yeah i agree so. man i agree <laughs> i agree i agree so much cool. um good question from i think it's breta brett breton um i'm sorry yeah Brian, I, if I, I butchered I, that but I think it's I, Breton. I it, um, yeah. He's looking fucking shredded at the minute as well. Um, Let's have a look. I think he's doing men's physique. Um, Is he? Yes. And he's he's from, I think he's from Canada. So I'm not going to say he's from the US of A because I think people from Canada yeah. hate that. 
but um, he's actually he, a really nice guy. He, he always is. comments all my stuff. He's a lovely dude. So he's asked a question. He's saying, "How do you find your training intensity has developed over the years from your first year of training, from your first year of training to where you are today?" Um, and that is a very good question because uh, I guess for me, my intensity has changed as my knowledge knowledge developed as well. Um, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't yeah, yeah. say I trained like a pussy when I was younger. <laughs> I yeah. still train hard, but I can remember still training hard, still trying more like in the gym and like testing myself. But yeah, I guess the intensity is almost in a way stayed the same, but the knowledge of when to use the intensity has, ha- has grown. So I know when to use it, when to back off, when I think I probably could progress a weight. Um, so yeah, I guess the intensity is still the same, but the knowledge of when to use it has definitely grown. Like, what would you say yours is, Jack? I would say the intensity is still pretty high. I, I would say it hasn't really changed that much. Um, I think I would I would say I train a lot harder now than what I used to. But the biggest thing that's changed is my nutrition. Yeah. So I, I remember just being like always trying to get lean and getting get big at the same time, and I just made no progress yeah, ever. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you can probably relate. Like, yeah, you think, spinning uh, wheels. Yeah, all, all the time. Yeah. Like, and I would go in, I would do like cardio, I'd do like an hour's cardio in the morning on the treadmill, then go back again and train in the afternoon uh, on like low carb, no like, z- like zero carbohydrates, trying to get shredded and big. And I was like, I made no progress. I got, well, I'd obviously dropped body fat, but I, I didn't get bigger. I just looked the same. So I, I think in regards to over the years, the only thing that's different really now is the fact that I'm just more regimented with my nutrition. And if you're not, if you, if you want to, if you want to grow, you need to make sure you're eating enough. If you want to get lean, you need to be eating less, and you yeah. just don't spin your wheels and just adhere to an actual goal rather than trying to chop and change all the time. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's, that's good, mate. I think the nutrition side of things, like, like I, I was certainly in that part where I did want to get lean. I thought I was going to get lean and build muscle at the same time because if I ate sweet potato at two o'clock, that was yeah. what, that was what mattered um so li- true little did i know the uh the articles on simply shredded were just lying to me so <laughs> <laughs> oh that's brilliant um, <laughs> simply simply shredded i love that website yeah it was it was literally the only thing i read and when people put their diets up i would just follow it like yeah i think it was yeah. jeff Je- jeff side he was my first diet i followed i just followed what he did because i wanted to look like him my my biggest inspiration when i was like 16 was Rob Richards. Yes, yeah, I remember him. And I used always to follow, shredded, like yeah. always shredded. Yeah, and I used to follow his. I used to follow his cardio, his ab protocol, his yeah. training, and his, uh, his his nutrition. Little did I know, he was actually on drugs, and I had no 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 chance of looking like Rob Richards. He looks like a wax model, though. The guy. I don't yes. know. I don't know. I don't know how he maintains that year round. It's ridiculous. He's got some very, he's got very good, very good genetics and a great physique as well. Because yeah, he has super physique. Just pop, don't they? He's um, yeah, he's he's like he used to be huge in the industry, and now he's like gone backwards because he used to obviously promote himself as a natural athlete, mm. and he got busted, didn't he? Like a few years ago for. I don't know. You got yeah. I, I remember watching a UK BFF video, and he did like a qualifier where he won, and then he got drug tested, and he actually got. Um, banned and got to- he basically failed a drugs test oh, wow. and it's he used to be really big like following was high and youtube was good and now he gets he's just kind of like diminished so yeah. as a t- take home guys is always be honest if you're taking something <laughs> it doesn't actually matter just be honest about it don't lie because if you lie you'll always get found out always <laughs> so that's a take home about rob richards <laughs> <laughs> but, but his physique though is superb i love his physique best midsection i've ever seen yeah so very good midsection cool. Yeah, super. Move away from Rob. (laughs) Rob Richards. Um, Another question as well. I think there's only a few relating to progression and training intensities. Is from I think it was from Brett. Um, He says, "What are both? What are both your approaches to progression in your training? Formal periodization or just beating last week's numbers?" I'll let you answer this one first, mate. Yeah, I think we've I think we've um, kind of touched that quite a lot. Um, we've we've spoke about that a lot. Um, like we said, beating last week's numbers is obviously going to always be the goal, but making sure that we're not absolutely trashing our body in the yeah. doing so. But I, I think I think we've spoke about that. Yeah, before, I, I think what you hour. just what you just mentioned then, like not trashing yourself doing it, yeah, is I guess it's one of those things because you see in a logbook that you've got to progress, but the reality is if you do progress, you are probably just going to trash yourself doing it. 
So you've yeah. got to weigh up, is it worth progressing this week or is it worth waiting um, when perhaps maybe you actually feel like you're going to progress, form's going to stay good and you're not going to trash yourself doing it. So yeah, yeah it's just adding that up. Like for me, I'll always try and look for progression. Um, and, you, and you know I will as well. Yeah, like sure. if I get, I guess on my dumbbells, 45 kilos for sets of eight, next week I'll be going for 47. But the reality yeah. is, and that starts to show now as I'm dieting, I can't progress like that. I would in an off season. No, um, for sure. It just doesn't happen anymore. Like I can remember when I was in an off season, um, my progression was two and a half kilos each week on dumbbells. I managed lovely, to get, I was that. pressing fifties for like sets of 10, but so now cool. I, I can't do that because I'm just what the tra- the energy isn't there. Um, I yes. Guess. Um, and the calories isn't there to yeah. build your muscle. So progression for me is always, I guess, a for, like just a normal linear approach. If I can progress it, I'll do it. If not, I'll just make sure I hit the same reps for better form. Um, yeah. As long as I'm not decreasing my weight, that's that's the way I look at it. So yeah, and just make sure as well, guys. Is when you're trying to progress, you know, your form doesn't get shitter with more weight on the bar. Yeah. I see that a lot. I see when people's warm ups are perfect, perfect form, perfect. They start actually getting some appreciable load on the bar. Form gets worse and worse and worse and you wonder why you're not progressing because you're not taking the muscle through its entire range of motion anymore yeah. um, and you're just and you're just moving it for the sake of moving it so just make sure you take that away as well guys yeah yeah for sure no that's uh, i think that's most of the questions wrapped up to be fair mate um, yeah yeah we've got um we've spoke about prep we've, we've spoke about mood and relationships with food we've definitely yeah, spoke yeah. about that um did we plan meals out in the off during off season yeah i go out for meals in the off season um, I'm, I'm sure you're you're in agreement with that yeah, as well. Yeah, I go for meals out in the off season, and 100%. to be honest, I, I still go for meals out now during. I know prep. you do, yeah. I know you um, do. It's cool to watch, but it's just a case of planning your day. Like if you if you know you've got a meal on Thursday with your mates for a curry, plan that shit in. Like if if you're wanting to drop body fat, this stuff you've got to plan in. It's it's not a case of on the day you just accept like oh you might go over your calories a little bit plan that out because it's going to be difficult in a prep to do that um right now for me i can just eat less during the day and then i'll just have the meal out and pick the best thing on the menu i've tracked for so long and been to a lot of restaurants that i kind of know what is what in terms of the calories and always overestimate as well if you're dieting always overestimate like agrees you're going to stay in the safe zone then yeah your your burger is not 200 calories it's probably no way (laughs) <laughs> yeah always always overestimate so you're not going to you know ruin your entire day in regards to fat loss yeah for sure it's better it's better to un, better to say you're eating more than you actually are so yeah. you're actually still going to be in a deficit guys definitely Def- yeah. yeah um but yeah i think that's most of the questions answered mate to be honest so yeah it's been it's been a good talk it's that was very, good yeah i enjoyed yeah, it i think i enjoyed um, it as well it the fun. topics each week will 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 bring on all these conversations because there's just so much to talk about. Like I could, I could talk about bodybuilding for hours, mate. I yeah. never get bored. <laughs> I love bodybuilding like a lot, so I just find it fun to talk about it. Really, <laughs> same here, mate. It's I, it's nice to have someone to talk to and do a podcast with. So, hopefully, these will be a nice regular regular segment um, of our yeah. weeks. Yeah, definitely, and it'll be really cool as well when we get to the point where we're like one week out, two weeks out to see how we're feeling then as well. Yeah. I think people I, I, I've had a great week. It's yeah. been fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and we're both standing and looking at zombies. My face already looks pretty ill and your face is gonna get even look even worse than it is in the past. Yeah, you look iller when you diet. Yeah. But you just gotta suck it up. I had, yeah, I think it's been a great chat, I think. Yeah. I had the nod from AJ the other day. He said my face looked leaner, so that's a good sign. Uh, the condition <laughs> king. Conditioning is coming in. The glutes, I don't know. We'll see what happens with the glutes, but they'll be in, won't they, Jack? I don't know, mate. It's difficult with my glutes because you've got tissue there, mate. You just There's need to tissue get them there, there for sure, but it's just hard to get them lean. Last time they were in from the side, but from behind they weren't really in. But I, yeah. I don't think I'll ever have that that grainy striated lines like where you can see every section of the uh, mm. of the glute <laughs> yeah i think i i think i'll be able to, i'll better get them in from the rear actually um, yeah. completely yeah I, I think i will i've definitely got the tissue there and from the side there i sent you that video love and night didn't i yeah, yeah. The, the side and they're pretty pretty much you'll have to you know, practice your posing for the rear for the bmbf with no um and yeah no, no tuck. tuck i'm, I'm actually gonna 
half tuck. I'm not going to not tuck at all. I'm going to yeah. half tuck, which doesn't look like you're tucking, but it shows a bit more condition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's difficult yeah. to really like show your glutes off when you're not squeezing them, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, you have to be so shredded that yeah. you just stand there and they just pop. It's like but David, David reality, K shredded. Yeah, but mate, David K still tucks his glutes though. If you actually look at how he hits it. Yeah, he's just got insane rear, rear shot, hasn't he? Unreal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy bodybuilder, really, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I know. Right, we'll leave that one there then. Um, so next week we'll obviously be back with another episode of the Jack and Jack show or never be too jacked. We'll decide on a name and come back to you next week with a definitive podcast name going forward. But um, I hope you enjoyed that today. It was great um, just to record a conversation between me and Jack. It doesn't really feel like um, like a, a, an informative conversation because we're just chatting and bouncing ideas. So it was really fun to record. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. See you later, guys. Cheers, guys.